2: Oh, M. Mom. Hello, 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 and welcome to Race Chaser Live. Live. And give it up for the incredible spit crew tonight. Aren't they great? Don't they do a great job? You know why we call
1: them the spit crew, right? Nothing rhymes with swallow.
2: Aren't they going to bring in furniture or something? We have something else to do real quick. Uh What What is that? that, I I really don't love that feather boa. It's kind of like... Excuse me? Wait, he's. Willem, we discussed the theme tonight. The theme was boas and beauty.
1: Well, if you have a boa, I want a fucking boa. This is well, stupid. Yes, yeah, where is give me your boa- fucking boa?
2: Where I is your boa? You only asked for the one. This is expensive. This is like Pheromones Roast boa. Okay, um. I got one. Oh, you got a boa? Oh, good. Boa-
1: I know I may be 41. <laughs> so let me go and just
0: listen. Producer note here. At this moment, Willem exited the stage and then re emerged with a live boa constrictor around his neck.
1: Motherfucker! Did the snake just pee on me?
2: Did she? Oh. Girl,
1: the snake is peeing! Girl, she's peeing for us! Um. So this is my boa. You didn't say what kind of boa was in the theme. I was going to try to get the boa from Canada down here, but the import tax is a bitch. Did you all watch Canada's Drag Race? It's some great program. This snake is slowly peeling my wig back towards okay. the crown of my head. Okay. What is it doing?
2: What's her name again? Is it an
1: up-do? Is it a up-do? She's
2: up-doing. Up-do.
1: Well, we actually have someone very special here. He's a Canada's Drag Race season one pit crew alumnus. So he's family. We'd like to invite him out on stage. His name is Seth. Hi, Seth. Um, the snake kind of peed on me, so do I get my deposit back or anything? How does that work? So will you tell me a little bit about this snake?
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is Godiva. She's a red-tailed boa constrictor. She has 200 teeth, they're hooked. Uh, she squeezes her food to death, swallows it whole, and she visits nursing homes for a living. Huh. Yeah. We should all
1: be so lucky.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, will you tell us a little bit about your experience on Canada's Drag Race?
0: Um, yeah, it was magical. Uh-huh. Um, I feel blessed. Mm. It was short. <laughs> you know, we're an odd season over in Canada. We're an odd... The little group and it was magical. I love all the girls every season.
1: The new promo girls just came out and they had a bunch of
0: snakes they in their ad. They did have a bunch did... of snakes in their ad. Yeah.
1: Was it was Godiva in or any of your snakes in the ad? No,
0: no, it's really weird. Huh. That was really, it's really like weird. It's like you can they choose
1: had... your family, except when you can really choose your family.
0: Yeah, when you have 125 animals right beside production. Is... What did you call me? <laughs> ah! It was uh, it was odd. You faggot. <laughs>
1: This is my friend Alaska. <laughs>
2: hey. Uh. No, we were just speaking in parcel tongue together. <laughs> <Me and
0: Godiva. laughs>
1: What's it doing? Is this snake? Where is its mouth?
0: It is, She's uh, over here. She's looking at me. Well, yeah, she hasn't mm-hmm. eaten this week.
1: Snakes of a feather slither together. Um, I think it peed over there a little bit, but. Sorry. Uh,
2: you haven't been peed on on stage before? <laughs> no,
1: I'm not you, bitch.
2: I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm really shocked. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She, Godiva immediately went for the for the unit because she recognizes good
0: work. <laughs> oh, that's not safe. Sorry.
1: Trying, I guess it's hungry for some Restylane. She was will- <laughs>
2: Nice She's kitty. obsessed nice with the hair. Kitty. She wants to be in that unit. She wants the pigtails. Everybody uh, wants
1: a Zach Killian, honey. I get it. So uh, are you,
0: are you going to wear your boa all night?
1: No, I think I'm going to take it off. I don't want to shit on
0: me. <laughs> do, do snakes poop? They pee and poo at the same time, so that's actually... <laughs> Willow, this is a first. That is urine and feces mixed together. You um, got
2: shit and pissed out at the same time on yes, stage.
0: Uh, in
2: Queens.
0: Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Get off this purse. It's LeButon. Give me a bag. She is, uh, yeah. She likes a good bag.
1: You, you little oh, bitch. my
0: gosh. Is it Hermes? Oh, my God. I have Big no control Diva. right now.
1: You know why it's mad? It knows that I have boots made of her backstage. Oh. Shut up. Y'all are wearing leather.
0: Chicken nugget eating faggot. Oh, she loves you. Oh, we're just going. This is wild. This ah. is so wild. I,
1: Not I just... near the moneymaker. That snake came awfully close to this. To quote RuPaul. Those are my oh, bubbles, my bitch. Thank you. Thank you so much. Let's give it up for Seth. You can find him at Handsome Exotics, or sorry, Hands-On Exotics. They're a wonderful animal sanctuary for um, overage twinks and sinks. Wait, and hold Sugar on. gliders, whatever those are. drag, drag.
2: Ah, and use code helixpartner20 this is the best offer yet and it's not gonna last long it's so good i'm gonna say it again that's helixsleep.com slash drag and use code helix partner 20 with helix better sleep starts now Drag! Thank you all so much for being here tonight. This... This is Race Chaser Live for the very first time in Queens!
1: And wow, you guys are lucky that you can't smell us. We fucking stink. She hasn't washed that arm in three weeks. And I'm a Brooklyn girl now, so you know about that. <laughs> Basically, Thorgy, but
2: cheaper. Got a self clock. Not as drunk, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> My name's Alaska. You. You're the, hi. Oh. And I'm Willem. And over there is our producer, Big Dipper. Hello! I fully, I'm, listen, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to be saying, because we're supposed to have cards, well, and I don't know where they are. Do I have them. I thought there were supposed to be chairs, a table, cards, yeah. a music stand, because I have one hand. You know who could help you
0: with all that?
1: Who? Oh, Spit Crew! <laughs>
2: Again. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> As if by magic. Oh, wow. This Thank is you so cool. much, Matt.
1: Thanks, Tyler. We appreciate it. Oh,
2: my gosh. Thank you. And if
1: you this can... about. no' no If you can't tell from um, our tablecloth, our theme is red and rumpled. Also, rouge and wrinkled, which is also the theme for our anuses.
2: Oh my gosh. We're so grateful all of you are here with us tonight. Um,
1: now, this is a tights establishment. Hopefully everyone's wearing <laughs> panties. Board of Health might be through later. The Bo- Board of Alcohol Control.
2: I'm looking at these two in the second row. Yeah. We know that they're not wearing. They're babies. in chaps and jockstraps. They said, "Ass no, Mm-mm. ass is out tonight."
1: Mm-hmm. Pride is every day of the year, and we salute you. We do. So now that we're like fully in podcastress mode, yeah, I think we can get down to business. So, um, before we start, uh. We just need to hear the coins on the dresser.
2: <laughs> yes, oh, so no, how no. does it feel to be inside an episode of Race Chaser, everyone? Now, I wanna know um, who actually listens um, to the podcast. Good, that's great. And who
1: was dragged here kicking and screaming as a plus one? Fuck you, Detox, fuck you, bitch.
2: Wow. <laughs> No, usually it's an audio experience, but tonight, as you can see, we have a giant video screen. A, da- a giant, dazzling silver screen.
1: Yeah, and um, we have the dulcet tones of our voices. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And the loud and intrusive sounds of our soundboard.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> She's in the
1: back, she does all my uh, intro work. <laughs> um, we also, at this live show, plan on giving you something visual.
2: Mm. So I want to see what the video screen can do. Should we try it out?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. So uh, at Race Chaser, uh, it is our job and our duty to talk about um, RuPaul's Drag Race. We have to. It's what we're put on earth to do.
1: Yeah.
2: We've been doing it for five years. Five years we've been doing this. Yeah.
1: Wait, were there any leap years?
2: No, full years. Lords
1: the leaping oh my yeah. goodness. Well, let's see what this big old screen can do with uh, the five very special moments that we've chosen tonight for all of you.
0: Chiming in with another producer note here, at this point in the show, we did, in fact, watch five clips from Drag Race, but we're only going to play a few for you here because not all of them work without the visual element. Enjoy. It's our first time together as a group, which we will just kind of like... Sniffing around each other. What's oh, your name? Trinity. Trinity, Trinity. Crim. My first impression of Crim. She kind of looks like the hamburger's wife. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Miss
2: Laganja. Strongja, honey, darling. Laganja, y'all
0: know tea. <laughs> Come on, Nat! Laganja. Irritating. Young.
2: Foolish. <laughs> Hi, I'm Darian Lake. I'm from New York. Darian, you know, my God, there's... Room for everybody, let's just say that. I'm glad I'm not the only idol contestant here. I, American I know
1: you Yes!
0: Yeah. Uh, I you're on season are. one?
2: No! What season were you on? Were you
3: on season one?
2: And I was like, oh, we're playing that this year, bitch. Well, you girls look good. There was <laughs> a slight pause there. <laughs> wow. You girls wow. <laughs> look good. <laughs> I didn't quite cough like a man, but, you know, you guys look good.
3: Don't jump the gun yet, Miss Kamorah Lee Kardashian.
2: My name is Gia Gunn. I don't jump guns. I am the Boom Boom Gun. Oh, is that it? Is that it? You can handle it. But don't worry, some other bitches in here know how to throw it. Okay, Oh, my God. That is the Bible. That is scripture that I, I will cite in sermons, what, put Gia Gunn back on television at all costs. I don't care if it's Drag Race, I don't care if it's Real Housewives, I don't care what it is, I want her back on television. We deserve that.
1: And we Courtney Act. It. I mean, Courtney knows country.
2: Oh, Happy Mardi Gras. Was happy that a m- read when she said No, happy what Mardi she Mardi was Gras? doing
1: is she was referencing RuPaul because when RuPaul went down for Mardi Gras, There was a whole production thing with all the dancers planned because Aussies know how to put on a show. And Ru said, no, I'm not doing that track. And they've been rehearsing for, like, weeks. And they were like, no, you have to do it. And they're like, no, I'm doing this track or I'm not going on. So RuPaul went out on stage alone, did the number she did, and then all the dancers, the 40, 50 dancers came out and did the same number, a different mix of it, with an empty spot in the middle where she was supposed to be. And then after the performance, she went, happy happy Mardi Gras, whatever. it was you, y'all can look it up. It happened, so Courtney was deep cutting, shading that.
2: Was she really? Uh-huh? Are you sure Is that a read?
1: Oh yeah, would I lie? <laughs> and thank you to the people that showed up on time. By the way, we started at eight o'clock. <laughs>
0: sure. sure we did, Mom.
2: What have we got? What else have we? What what clip can uh, trigger something for Willem to go off on RuPaul about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what do we got? Ooh, oh, Hitch. why Jasmine Masters? Yes, Mother Ru. What are you planning for the reveal on the main stage? It's like a um,
3: like a butterfly in a cocoon. I've heard of those. Yes. So I would be like some type of like a cocoon, then I would. It grows, so as I'm walking down, to the, run- walking down the runway, I'm going to grow Because the, bu- the butterfly is actually in the cocoon. This is the cocoon. Right. And Which is me, the butterfly. You know, like a butterfly is in a cocoon? Uh-huh. Every step that I take down the runway, the uh, butterfly inside is growing. Oh, yeah. Uh. Uh-huh. So once it gets revealed to the end of the runway, the butterfly is there. Okay, great,
2: great. Well, um, keep working. All right. Jasmine Masters. Now, sissy that wow.
3: I dropped a cocoon and a butterfly is coming out.
2: She got circumcised. Look,
3: you see a little bit of tissue. You see a little she's
2: You see a little cook, cook. That is how you know when RuPaul wants you to go home. She's just, she's not even a participant in the conversation. She's just like,
1: yeah. Well, looks like you got a lot of work to do. I don't know if that was a butterfly or a margarine float.
0: (laughs) Hey, I have a question. What? What's cut cut? (laughs) What? She says, you see a little ass, you see a little tits, you see a little cut cut. cut." cut. I love
2: Jasmine Masters. She's amazing. Kuka. She's fucking cool. Three, <laughs> four clips. Yep. I want it. Number one. Let loose, I said let loose. You're holding it together, baby. What's the use? Let loose. I said, let loose. I'm giving you permission. You've got no excuse. Comic Queen of the Sun.
0: So Lucy sings
2: like.
0: it's definitely a and choice. Up the
2: music And put on your dancing chair. Absolutely a choice. The synthesizer takes you where you toss your hair. Loosen up your buttons today like you prayer. Duca is kind of a mind fuck for me because she's singing about how to be loose, but she's standing as rigid as a dead fish.
1: Okay, let's what? practice the RuPaul smile. First, bare your bottom teeth. Then tilt up. <laughs> Done.
2: All right. All right. Well, I have a question, Dipper. Was that the actual audio for the episode? Yes. Why did they peak her vocals like they blasted? They turned the volume up so high. It, didn't, it did. It. <laughs> they didn't want to make her sound good that day. They could have.
1: Oh yeah. It was. It wasn't the mic's fault.
2: They. <laughs> It didn't help. No. I, justice for this song. Justice for Lucy LaDuca. That, that, it, it became one of the most iconic and memorable songs of all drag race. See, Truly.
1: This is why I won't go back to All Stars, because they always get the New York girls. Jan, Lucy, <laughs> Rose. You're, I mean, us New York girls are talented girls.
2: You <laughs> New York girls. That concludes this segment, which we call Five, Five Moments, Moments from RuPaul's, from RuPaul's drag, drag Race
1: that we, we just discussed tonight, tonight. We, we share. share one brain.
2: We're gonna skip right to our favorite part of Hot Goss, which is the part where we sing the, the intro of it, um, or we attempt to sing it every episode.
1: We're, lo- we're it's- vocalists first, podcasters second. <laughs> I think everybody realizes that. And like, Woo! thank you,
2: Stacy. This is a segment we call "Let's Get Political." Okay, hit it, hit it. Let's get political, political. <laughs> I wanna get political. Let me see your poliside. Let me see your poliside. Your policy. Yep. That was that was on par with how we normally do it. Okay, we have a very po- we have a very special political tip spot with us today. We do. Okay.
1: Um. Uh. We really like to get political, and um, as we already informed you, no one died at Stonewall. Right. And um, yes. we wanted to do something very special, so we actually have one of the survivors of Stonewall, yes. who was actually at the riots. Yes. And it's time to learn some stuff. Uh, uh,
2: a a sto- an actual Stonewall riot participant here tonight, and lifelong queer and trans activist. Please welcome to the stage Martin, Martin Boyce. Boyce. Oh my gosh, we're so glad you're here with us, Marta. Hi. So, um how was Stonewall? <laughs> like, like I just like I can't even. You were there on the day. What just just how How was that? I really want to know.
3: What's was the question? How
2: was what, was, what was it like being at
3: Stonewall? To be at Stonewall? Yeah. Well Stonewall was a great bar. It was a great bar. Mm-hmm. It was the only bar we could dance. It had a great jukebox, mm. which had great music. And from Harlem and Brooklyn would come these drag queens that would try their thing out on us. We were never invited to their thing. But they would try it out, and they would do this kind of thing that was called, didn't have a name, was voguing. And they would vogue in front of the jukebox. And that was the highlight of Stonewall. Stonewall was just a great bar. I remember I was always allowed, because I always hung around with a lot of queens, to the jukebox, because I was hipped up by these black queens. they always let me there. And one day I felt nostalgic. I always played good music. And I played I'm um, Leaving on a Jet Plane by Peter, Paul and Mary. Nobody liked it. The drag queens. It's hard to vogue to that song. They never let me back. <laughs> I could not get back to the jukebox. Everybody was disappointed. That was it. My dad was a cab driver. I said, dad, the queens, and you could talk to him like this would not let me back to the jukebox. I was, and my whole reputation was ruined. Everybody was glad <laughs> to see you fall. Because I was very privileged. And my father gave me double allowance. He said, "All everybody's the same if they're queens or if they're not. Buy everybody a drink and they're gonna let you back. <laughs> I did it. And the day came. And Miss Nazimova came. She came over to me and she said, girl, you're not feeding the box no more. Another queen said, you know, Miss Smart, you gotta show yourself, girl, you gotta show yourself. And I opened the way and they let me up. I had one quarter. If I dropped it, the story would be very different. I went to the jukebox, I put it in, I played E, nine, Aretha Franklin, Respect. As they were dancing, I was back. And that was my stoward uh, story. Yes. <laughs>
1: Thank you. So, what was RuPaul wearing that day? (laughs) Now, you've been doing a lot of activism your whole life, and you recently traveled across Canada for the International Day of Pink, speaking at 191 events, meeting 85,000 Canadians in schools and communities. You're an icon, Martin. Can you share why intergenerational dialogue is so important for our community?
3: Well, my generation is dying out. And the one great thing about the situation is that I want to pass the torch. Of course I do. All gays always want to do that since Plato. To pass the torch, to pass the information. It was done to me. And the great thing is that there are so many eager hands out there, Mm. ready to grab the torch. (laughs) Ready to run with it. Ready to change the world and keep it changed. That's the important thing. Not to change, but to keep the change. Growth is the most important thing. And we are growing as a people and as an entity. And talking to these young people was great. I mean, things happened. One time I was booked in a comedy club and all these people expected this comic thing (laughs) and they heard Stonewall. (laughs) Uh, It was really difficult, but they cried and they thanked me. It's great that people are willing to understand if you're able to reach, and you're willing to reach out to them. And talking to these kids who didn't know what a jukebox was, which frightened me. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, I thought it was an art form. I thought we all knew it. No, I had to explain all these things to 10 years old. So, but it was wonderful to interact with these, and they understood what I went through representing what other people went through, which is more serious than what I went through. I was in scare drag at the time. That meant you didn't reach the point where you reach. Just when you got to the mirror, your eyebrows were plucked, and that was it. Because it was the safest way for me to be, because I wore flats, I'd get away from the police, I could recall my hair to be a hippie. Mm. But it was the scare drags, you know. And there were no real, full drag queens at Stonewall. Okay. If you, yeah, they were all in scare, because if you were on the street, if you were full drag, you had to go from A to B, from where you were to your club to your destination. Yeah, and everyone had to do that because they had to arrest you it was illegal. If you didn't have a cabaret license, you would be arrested immediately. But it was the scare drags and the full drags that were not fully represented by themselves that made that riot so important. There's a feminist argument, a masculinist argument. The masculine argument is embarrassing to them that it was the drag queens that really, really led the right. They were the stormtroopers. They were the most amazing people. They had fought all along. They came from the worst neighborhoods. My best friend was a black Puerto Rican birdie. And I was not a fighter, but birdie was. And it was like being in Stalin's Russian army. I was more afraid of Bertie behind me because she said, you're going to fight tonight, bitch. <laughs> I was telling Bertie, calm down, calm down, calm down. I was more afraid of Bertie behind me than the police in front of me. But the kick line, which was genius, and the choreography, and the ability, because we knew the village. that was Because the police came to us, they were in drag. Full drag. Helmets Mm masks, everything you could think of. And we had to get them to attack us. How to do that? Because if they attacked us on their own, you didn't have one foot to flee. We needed them to attack us so we could flee. And the Queens, who were full drag later in the night, formed the kick line. And this huge kick line, we all kicked like the Rockettes, and we sang this song. We are the village girls, we, we wear our herring curls. Girl. we <laughs> wear our dungaree. And these butch guys are embarrassed to be called in for a bunch of faggots. They were trained to fight militants, the Black Panthers, the weathermen, not a bunch of queens. Oh, when they saw that, they charged. And it's not like in the movies, right? a charge is horrifying. They come at you. A queen fell. You could hear her screaming, but you couldn't look around. You had to flee and, you know. But we knew the village the way the Indians knew the woodlands or the prairies, and that was our military advantage. But it was those queens, those great fighters, that kept that riot going. Stonewall would not be Stonewall without the drags. Next week. Thank you.
2: Thank <laughs> you. So I want to know about Day of Pink. Can you tell us a little bit yes. about Day what that of is?
3: Pink was formed by Jeremy Diaz, who was beaten viciously in school, sued the school, won, and formed this Day of Pink. And that's why I went to Canada and spoke to 85,000 young people, some of them 10 years old. So Day of Pink is a very important organization that we don't have in the United States, why? So what happened here, right. in New York City. But I'm talking all over Canada. I've not been invited to San Francisco, to LA, or anywhere. Some reason, it's appreciated sometimes more overseas than it is, because what you have, sometimes you neglect. And I hope that this idea of the Pink could spread to, to America so that intergenerational talk and with the last year you know, I'm 76 how long can I go on but nonetheless it's important to young people and I, they can understand me it's an amazing thing that young people and I and they must know the history if you don't know your history what's the point
2: you know right so wait, wait when is, there, is day of pink a day is it one day April something April something.
1: <laughs> okay, well, we're going to make oh, it. Oh, it's big on the wall.
2: Day. It's here. Here it is. Okay, okay. Isis
1: Couture, our Canada's drag queen.
2: Day of Pink, April 12th. Join us to wear pink in show, to showcase the courage to be strong, stand up, be loud, proud, to be yourself, and choose kindness. Okay. okay. And you can follow them at INTL Day of Pink uh, to get involved. Oh my God, work! Uh,
1: day of Pink. Everybody say, hey Siri, set alarm to wear pink on April 12th. And we'll all do it. It'll be, we'll we'll make it the race chaser pod movement in honor of Martin. Thank you so much for being here and oh, talking yeah, to Yeah, thank us.
2: you. Thank you. <laughs> Give it up for Martin, everyone
0: final producer note here that concludes today's podcast episode yes there was more show lux noir london was with us we did q a with the audience but we can't give it all away for free you'll just have to attend the next race chaser live event that happens in a city near you
2: To get access to our monthly video episodes and tons of bonus content, sign up for Mom Plus Gold at mompodcasts.plus. Hosted by Alaskan Willem. And produced by Big Dipper. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem, Alaska, Big Dipper, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is by Alaska Thunderfuck 5000.
3: Who, me?